everyone, this is Katie from Maximum Edge, a CIC based in the UK, aimed at strengthening communities and the people within them. You can find us online at www.maximumedge.org.uk. We're also on YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Udemy and Facebook. Over to Dave. Now we're going to start looking at a series of episodes for young adults aged 11 to 16. It's always a difficult age because now you're, you're realising your, your identity. You're probably just starting high school. You may be coming towards your GCSEs and exams. You're understanding that there's different groups of people you fall into different categories in school, different tribes, and we all want to be part of our own tribe. We want to belong to a group. We want to feel part of a group, whether that be academically or through sport or any other sort of activities and interests and hobbies. Some of you may have been through some tough times. Some of you may haven't, and that's okay. This, this episode isn't about judging the topic we're going to be discussing is resilience. You may or may not know what resilience means. I think probably the best way to describe it and a simple way of describing it is about being able to deal with tough times. Because what I don't want to do is patronise you. You're all young adults. And you've sort of grown past the innocence of childhood. You've gone to secondary school and you realise that there's a bigger world out there. And life isn't easy. Life is hard. And a lot of the time, the only way we can appreciate the good times is by having these tough times and we come through them. And like I said before, you may have experienced hardship or tough times already during your young life. So I think resilience for me, and the best way to describe it, is being able to deal with tough times. And sometimes that involves doing things that we don't want to do and dealing with things that we don't want to deal with. So as this episode goes on, we're going to be looking at what resilience is, how it affects us, and stuff we can try and incorporate into our routines, into our lives, to make us be able to handle the stress of life as and when it happens, and it will happen to us at some point. I don't know if you've ever ever wondered why some people are really good at handling tough times. You may have looked at a parent, a grandparent, even a friend. And they've been going through some sort of trauma or a real tough time. And they've come through it. They've got through it. They may have even thrived and got better. And we would call that, that person has been resilient. So you, you may have wondered why some people are better at handling this, this stress and others aren't. And we're going to look to address that in this, in this episode. Now, I think it's worth mentioning that both parents and young adults will be able to benefit from listening to this. I think there will be some stuff what we discuss and we talk about that, that everyone can use. And the information I'll be putting across isn't solely just from me. It's stuff that I've read, things that through working with Maximum Edge that we've, we've utilised with other groups of people in the community and in the corporate setting. And they might seem very basic, but it's what we can build on from that. We don't just want to be thrown in the deep end looking at stuff that's not achievable. So let's look at this, resilience. 
So when difficult times happen to us in life, and they will, what's talked about at the moment, the real buzzword is we have to build resilience in our young adults and our children. So that basically comes down to handling the tough times and tough situations. So if you've never handled any sort of stress or any tough times or experienced tough times with your family, then you may not have a, a benchmark. You may not have any experience to go off that you can use as a reference point. So a good way of building resilience, and it's not all about being being the tough guy or you've got to be big and strong, you've got to keep your head down, you've got to get angry. It's not about being angry. It's about doing what needs to be done to be able to come through a prolonged period of stress or anxiety and tough times. So like I said before, it's about starting off small. If you've never experienced these tough times and tough scenarios, the obstacles that life throws at you, we need to start off small. I was having a conversation the uh, the other day in my work. Um, a young gentleman, I'd not seen him since before Christmas. This this lad was a little bit older than some of you maybe who are listening to this, but the, the example still worked well. I hadn't seen him since before Christmas, so I asked him how his Christmas was in New Year. He went on to explain that his, his mum had become really ill and quite poorly over, over the Christmas period and developed cancer which is a real serious problem and it's something that can really rip families apart and cause a lot of heartache and pain. So it was it was obviously a very stressful time for this young gentleman. And his mum had been in hospital. She'd had the, the treatment that she needed. She'd had various operations. And I asked him, how did you cope over Christmas with not having your, your mum? She was in hospital. You had to keep going visiting her. But how did you cope over Christmas when it's supposed to be a a time for families, a time for joy, a time for happiness. And it was quite a simple answer. But again, it goes back to these little small tools that we can use. And he said, took it upon himself to make sure the house was clean for when his mum got home. Now, let's look a bit deeper into that. Now, I'm assuming that his mum would have been the one to normally clean the house. So he thought, well, she's not here. I'm going to step up. And I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to make sure the house is clean for when my mum gets home. But what did that do? That gave the lad who I was talking to, it gave him a purpose. It gave him a routine. And it gave him something to do in the time instead of worrying. I mean, of course, he was worrying probably in the background. But the actual physical and practical aspect of cleaning the house gave him a purpose. It gave him routine. And it gave him a function. It gave him a job. And I thought it was really interesting, a really interesting example of how to start building resilience. And you could describe that young young lad as resilient. Now, let's look at the opposite sort of example of that. If he hadn't have decided he was going to clean the house, if he'd have maybe decided he was going to go out with his friends till all hours to try and mask the emotions and to try and block out the pain of what he was going through, he may have turned to alcohol he may have even turned to drugs his sleep would have been affected therefore his mental health and his ability to function on a day-to-day basis would have been compromised and we don't know where that road would have left him but our young friend decided to keep a routine give himself a purpose to be able to help his mum when she got home knowing that the house would be nice and clean and that's a good example so it's an important subject this routine to start building this resilience, it's about doing things that we don't want to do, but we, we push ourselves to do them. 
And each time we start off small and each time we get a little bit bigger, a little bit more harder, but because we're used to building this up, it's incremental. Imagine trying to run a marathon straight off the bat now, 26 miles. Imagine if I said to you now, go and run a marathon. Could you run 26 miles now? I know I couldn't. But we don't do that. We start off small, we run a mile. We may even run to a lamppost, walk to the next one. Then we build up, we might run a 5k, and build it up to 10k, and then we feel confident at that, we move up to a half marathon. That seems daunting, but as you build up and you get used to the previous physical aspect, you've gone up a level, so now you can build to the next level. And it's the same as building resilience. We start off small. That may be something simple, like making sure you make the bed in the morning. Now, you may start laughing at this. You may have had your parents shouting at you, mourning at you to make your bed in the morning. But just that simple act, it's something that you don't want to do. And yes, it becomes a chore. But something simple as making your bed in the morning. But it starts to build this routine of doing things that we find uncomfortable, that we really don't want to do. So just even making your bed in the morning can help to start building a routine, building function, building resilience. Now, don't try to build too many routines in from the start. Don't try and build too many things in. Don't think, I need to make the bed. I need to do X, Y, Z. That's not achievable. Make your bed. Just simple as that. Make your bed and that's your one thing done for the day. But then day two, make your bed. Maybe take the bin out in the morning. Yeah, it's not something we want to do. Coming back to our young friend over the Christmas period, he gave himself a routine. He gave himself a function, a purpose. So getting up in the morning, making the bed, taking the bins out, washing the dishes, hoovering up. He wasn't sat there dwelling on what was happening currently in his life. He had a purpose. So have you ever thought about your morning routine? How do you feel in the morning when you wake up? Are you tired? Are you bouncing around? Are you ready to go? Just have a think now about what your routine is in the morning. Do you wait for your mum or dad to shout you to wake up? Do you wake up to an alarm? Do you get up and eat? Or do you get straight in the shower? Or do you go and walk the dog? Have a think what your morning routine is. Do you get up at the same time every morning? Do you even, do you go to bed at the same time every night? Now, routine is, is important for building resilience. So your morning routine, you get out of bed and you make the bed. You fix your bed and you fix your covers. You fluff your pillows. You may do a little bit of stretching. You go straight in the shower. You come down and then you have your breakfast. It might be as simple as that. That might set you up for the day. But if you compare that to someone who maybe is late and they wake up, straight clothes on, quick swim in the bathroom, straight out the door. Can you imagine how that starts to affect their day and their mental well-being during the day instead of having that routine? Now, this all helps to build this resilience that we've talked about. So maybe practical stuff that you could do around the house. That will build resilience. It builds this routine. So making the bed, washing the dishes, taking the bins out. But now we get on to the more, the more physical aspects of it, exercise, physical activity. If you're not already aware, the link between physical exercise and our mental well-being and being able to build resilience is well documented. But it doesn't mean that those that play sport don't suffer the same tough times that everybody else does. But exercise and activity has been shown, scientifically proven, that it does help build resilience. And why is that? It's because we're taking ourselves out of our comfort zone. During exercise, we have the ability to push past what we think we're capable of. So we'll use the running analogy again. If you're going running, 
you might run a mile, but it's not difficult, and you stop, you might run two miles and stop. But as you build up and you start getting to three, four, five miles, it becomes a little bit harder. So just to get that fifth mile, you're really pushing yourself. And you might think, well, I'm going to push past that this time. I'm going to do six miles. And that last mile is really hard. You could have stopped. You could have quite easily stopped and started to get your breath. But you didn't. You pushed past what you thought you was capable of. And you reached that six mile marker. And you can use that example again in life. It's pushing past our comfort zone, getting out of our comfort zone. And that last mile, what you pushed, helped build resilience in the mind. So when something tough happens to you and something hard is experienced during your life, you can fall back on the experience of what it felt like to run that extra mile and then maybe just get through the next day of your life. If something's bad happening to you, use that last mile as a reference point so you think that's how it felt running that last mile. I'm going to push past today just to get to tomorrow. I'm going to stick to my routine. I'm going to stick to the jobs that I've got to do. I'm going to do them even though I don't want to do them. I really don't want to do them. I'm going to use it to help me become resilient and just get through the next day. You could even look at going camping. It doesn't have to be sport. You could go camping. Now, what camping does is takes us out of our comfort zone even more. But it can be an enjoyable experience. Don't get me wrong. You're not going camping to, to punish yourself. Camping can be a really good family experience. But what does it do, camping? It strips away all a lot of the luxuries that we rely on during our, our daily lives. So TV, a lot of Wi-Fi, our comfy bed. We'd just maybe be on a bloat mattress with a sleeping bag without seeing the elements outside. So even that can be used to just build a bit of resilience. I mean, just because you're cold for a couple of hours, at the end of the day, you know that you can go back to your house and be in relative warm. Maybe take time to appreciate the people who are less fortunate. People are living out on the streets in all sorts of conditions. You're out there just for two or three days. But you've got a tent, you've got a warm sleeping bag, you may have electrical hookup, a heater. But it gives you an example, gives you an appreciation. And maybe it's an eye-opener to show how, how resilient you're not. How much you rely on these creature comforts. And there may be an eye-opener as to something that you need to work on, maybe. So camping, hiking, anything where we're out of our comfort zone, where we've stripped away a lot of home comforts, where we're pushing ourselves past what we think we're capable of, being uncomfortable just for a little bit, being in the cold, maybe even being in the rain, walking the dog in the rain, as simple as that. Yeah, it's not nice, no one likes being wet, but we can, we can be proud that maybe just for 20 minutes we walk the dog in the rain, we got wet, but we survived. We got through it. And at the end of the day, yes, we didn't want to do it, but it wasn't that difficult. Our thoughts of the actual situation were far worse than getting out there and doing it. Trying new things builds this resilience. Even trying different foods. And that might sound silly, but trying something that we're not used to, maybe a challenge, joining a group, becoming more social. You may be someone who's quite, not isolated, but you may be alone. You might not be lonely. But you may be alone, you might be quite independent, and you're quite happy to be around on your, on your own. But pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and joining a group, maybe a sports group, maybe a music group, an outside adventure group, a sport group. And there's all sorts of, it's a subject for another episode, but going trying something new and getting out of our comfort zone. The self-talk and the emotions that come with that fear of failure, fear of not fitting in, 
these kind of things are something we'll discuss in a later episode. I just want to touch on lightly before we leave you today with what I said before about it's not all about being tough and being angry. That's not what resilience is. It's about using different coping strategies, routines, structure, sport, maybe even reading, playing a musical instrument. All these things add to each other to make up resilience but also talking to others about our feelings this is part of it as well the stigma especially in the ages you're at now in high school whether that's starting or coming towards the end of your high school careers the stigma that if you if you talk about your emotions if you bottle things up for you to talk about stuff is considered weak considered not manly and you you'll hear things like man up or just suck it up, get on with it. Now, when people start to bottle things up, events that's got to come out. It's like a pressure cooker. When you bottle up your emotions, that's like a bottle of Coke or a bottle of Pepsi. If you shake it up, keep shaking it, and it's got no release, in the end, it's going to explode. And that's what happens to us. And there's this stigma. And it's getting, it's getting better. There's not as much of it at the moment. But certainly, there is still the stigma that talking about your emotions and talking about your problems is considered weak. Well, this is all back to building this resilience. So if you have got someone you can confide in, you can talk to a best friend, a parent, a teacher, a role model, maybe a coach, and start to offload problems. Don't bottle them up and don't try and deal with them on your own. This comes back to this resilience. So we looked at what resilience is. It's about dealing with stress and dealing with tough times and having the ability and the tools to deal with tough times. And sometimes that involves doing things that we don't want to do. And your mind will play games. Your mind will play games with you. Your mind will not want to do. It will not want to get up early. It will not want to make the bed. It will not want to take the bins out. It will not want to go for a walk in the rain. It will not want to go for a run. But guess what? If you're experiencing a tough time, you're not going to want to do anything. If you and your family are experiencing something really difficult, something that no one can understand, you are not going to want to do anything. You're going to want to dwell and think and you'll not be motivated to do anything. We have to do things that we don't want to do. We have to clean up around the house. We have to do our homework. We have to stick to routine. We have to make sure that we're showering. We have to make sure that we're cleaning our teeth. We make sure we're doing some exercise. We make sure we're taking the dog out, wind, rain, sleet or snow. If we're going camping with the family, we appreciate that it's only going to be cold, uncomfortable for a couple of days. But try and enjoy it for what it is. These are all little tools that help build resilience. So when bad things start happening to you, you're used to a little bit of hardship. A little bit of healthy hardship is helpful. The generation that we've got now, and this isn't to sound patronising, but because of technology and internet, everything is at our fingertips. One click, Amazon, social media, and the pressures of social media are very make it very difficult for our, our young adults. You listening to this podcast today puts a lot of pressure on you, makes it very difficult, and everything is one click away, a grasp away. We've got access to food for 24 hours a day. But my advice to you today is to put yourself in a little bit of adversity because if you've not experienced tough times already you're probably just realizing now as you as you start secondary school or if you've come into the end of secondary school now 
you may have been through some trials and tribulations, whether that be stress for exams, stuff going on at home, other people in school, you're realising that life can be tough sometimes and we need these tools and we need this resilience to be able to get through tough times and have a happy, healthy life because tough times don't end. That's the life balance. Good times and bad times, smiles and frowns, ups and downs. That's what life is. Life is a roller coaster. And I'll leave you with a, a paraphrased quote from a guy called Tony Robbins. The quality of our life is directly determined by the amount of uncertainty that we can handle. Because life is full of uncertainty. It's full of stress. It's not linear progression. It's full of ups and downs. Two steps back, two steps forward, four steps back, underneath, around, jump forward, leap back. And if we can build tools and build these these mental calluses, for the want of a better word, and we can thrive. We can thrive and become the best version of ourselves. Thank you for listening. I hope that was informative. If there's any questions you've got about any of the information or any of the stuff we've been talking about during the episodes, please mention it in the review. Contact us at Maximum Edge. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Look out for more and please like and share with your family and friends.